Welcome to another episode of Culture Unfiltered. Culture Unfiltered. The podcast that offers an unfiltered take on corporate culture with members of the Paychex family. I'm Kevin Aubrey. And I'm Deborah Luna. From the quest for innovation to the importance of being responsible, we've got culture covered. So sit back, stay curious, and be here now. You ready, Deborah? Let's go. I think it's time to come together. You and I can make a change. Maybe we can make a difference. Make the world a better place. Look around and Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Culture Unfiltered. Culture Unfiltered. Thank you, Deborah. This You're is welcome. Uh, Kevin. I'm here uh, with Deborah as hello. always. Hello, and hello. We are talking partnership today, Deborah. Now, yes. I know. When we saw this topic pop up, we pitched the idea, hey, why not talk about us? Because what a great partnership, right? Dream team. Yes. The odd response was, I think you guys do that. Very quiet. Lots of crickets. um, Yes. (laughs) So we decided to go ahead and get a ringer. Yeah. Uh, today. So, yes. uh, do you want to introduce our, our special guest, the ringer, as I as I refer to her? Yes, I'm very excited to chat with her today. We have Teresa Carroll on with us this morning. Good morning, Teresa. How are you today? Good, good. I can't wait to hear about how I'm a ringer. Let's go. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, so it's interesting because as we talk about partnership, and we'll give you a second to introduce yourself uh, in just a moment, but when we talk about partnership, we thought that there was no better person at, at Paychex, at Oasis, to talk to then you to talk about the PEO organization and what kind of partnership that drives with our client base. But before we get into the meat and potatoes, let's talk about you and your background. So tell us who you are, what your role is with the organization and and what brought you to Paychex. Well, I'm Teresa Carroll. I'm responsible for the PEO. And um, if you don't know what a PEO is, go to the big picture session where I talk about it as an analogy to a pizza. So a PEO is an integrated solution, just like a pizza with all the toppings cooked just the way you want it. And um, I'll just leave that as a teaser and you can go listen to the big picture presentation (laughs) elsewhere. But what brought me to Paychex, I had um, ended a 27-year career in a a staffing company called Kelly Services. I was in the C-suite at the top and it was time to go see what else is out there. And it was the middle of COVID when I was sitting there deciding, do I just do coaching? Do I do leadership development? Do I do speaking engagements? And I said, I need to get back into the game. I need to lead a team. I need to lead people through this crisis. I help need to help lead a company through this crisis. And lo and behold, that brought me to Paychex and the PEO organization, which as hopefully all of you know, has gone through a lot of transformation, some disruption, and I'm here now to hopefully help bring that all together towards a double digit growth engine for us. Nice. Yeah. I love that. And so prior to Paychex, you mentioned you were you were in the staffing industry where I know a lot of employees at Paychex got their start in staffing on the temp side or uh, direct hire recruiting and, and in that organization. So that's a, an amazing background to have. Um, tell us about you as a person. So sort of personally outside of work, tell us a little bit about your family, where you live um, and some of the things that make you tick. Oh, geez. Um, I, I like to talk about this because I think it really has formed who I am. I am the fifth of six children. I was the fifth girl. Oh, okay. I was the wow. fifth girl. And then guess what happened when they had their six? It was a boy. And they stopped. They, they stopped. I, was the, <laughs> I, I, I say I'm the spare heir. 
I was the, <laughs> I was the throwaway after two and a half years. Not only was I not the youngest, but they got their boy. So I was ignored. So anyways, it, it, I'm kidding. I had a wonderful upbringing with great parents and a great family, but it did form who I am. I, I was an overachiever. I am somebody who really has excelled in a lot of areas because I probably had to work harder to get that attention, work harder to get notice. Um, so I, I think that's a great story of how I came to be who I am. I am married to a wonderful husband. I have two children who are in Chicago, 123, 126, 26 year olds, a girl, 23 year olds, a boy. Um, they help keep me current on all the terms, like, um, you know, I just learned one recently about emotional labor, which is something women are suffering from more than men, because we have to take on a lot of the more of the emotional labor. And I just love, you know, learning where they're coming from as millennials and zillennials. My son's a zillennial. So I told you I'm one of six. My husband is one of 13. Whoa. So when you wow. think about family, we have a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And where does he fall in the 13? He's number 10 of 13. And um, wow. Those family reunions must be bonkers. Yeah, that's a big family reunion. They are bonkers. But think of all the birthdays and all the holidays and all the things that we get invited to and um, take up a lot of our time. So family is, is really where I spend my free time. That's awesome. And where are you based? For our listening audience, I am based. So that's an interesting question. So I am. I have a home in Florida, which is where the Oasis headquarters is. But we have been quarantining in Michigan, which okay. is where we are originally from, because my father-in-law and mother-in-law are 99 and 92. Whoa. Wow! Congrats. So we have been with the offices not open. We have been near them, taking care of them and making sure that they are getting their needs met, even though there's 12 others who can do it or 11 others who yeah. can do it. One, one sibling had passed for my husband, but they are um, you know, in need of some attention and, and we try to give it. That's amazing. That's an amazing example of what we're talking about today. Right? Partnership. Partnership. Well, that's, a, that's a perfect exactly. a prime example, see? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you truly are the ringer, as we said. So, you know, I mean, from a professional aspect, we were we were calling you the ringer because in our world, human capital management, you you know, the PEO is really the ultimate form of partnership. Can you talk a little bit about how that all works and how partnership plays a role? Yeah, that's a great question. I mentioned pizzas. Yeah. So when you think about the PEO, um, picture, picture yourself trying to figure out what you want to have for dinner. You can either go and buy all the toppings of a pizza, assemble it yourself, put it in the oven, take it out and enjoy it. Or you could say, I want the pizza all assembled just the way I want it. So a PEO is an integrated solution served how the customer wants it right up front. So it's not something where you put two toppings on it and then you come along 10 minutes later and say, oh, you want another topping on it and another topping on it. So when I think about the Paychex product continuum, you know, we tend to have a lot of customers who start with payroll and then they add products on sure, top of it. Sure. Well, the PEO is a fully integrated solution right up front that includes all of the products that Paychex has to offer in one integrated solution for our clients. So um, the nicest thing about the partnership with the clients is not only are we delivering a fully integrated solution that requires great partnership and in return, they get great value and we get revenue. So not only is it that, but we also have a direct relationship with our clients' um, employees because we are the co-employer. 
So I like to say, um, if you took the PEO's number of employees at their customers, we are a top 10 employer in the country. We have as the employees that we are the co-employer of would make us a top 10 employer, just like Starbucks or you know, Apple or others. So we have to think and act as though we're uh, a co-employer of those employees and make sure that we're equally servicing their needs as we are the client. Yeah, Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, just to sort of ride the coattails of the pizza analogy a little bit, you know, there's <laughs> some people will say there's no such thing as bad pizza. And as a New Yorker, I take personal offense to that remark. I do think that there is such a thing as bad pizza. However, you know, I also think that people find find their place. They find their pizza place where they go and they're, you know, they know that it's, going to be the way they want it. It's, they're going to get exactly what they're expecting. They've built a rapport with with that pizza shop owner. And there's a certain degree of trust there that you've committed to provide me a product that it will meet my expectations every time. So I imagine that that trust also plays a part in in the whole conversation of, of partnership and, and in the role that the PEO plays with our clients. So can you talk a little bit about what role trust plays in partnership? Well, if you can't talk about trust without talking about the rest of the experience. When you order that pizza in New York, which by the way, I love New York style pizza, so does my husband. So when you order that pizza and let's say the pizza is perfect, but the service is not perfect, mm, sure. you tend to maybe not want to go back there or you're going to do an order, uh, order out and just pick it up yourself. So the service on top of the pizza is as critical, if not more critical than the pizza sometimes. Mm -hmm. So the service has to come with trust and reliability and the, the fact that you're going to walk in and you're going to get the same experience every single time. And that partnership that you're looking for, or maybe even a better experience every single time, that partnership you're looking for with that pizza shop is not only is it a great product, but it's also great service. And when we think about that, I'll tell you, and this was in the staffing space, just like it's in this space, that frontline group that serves that pizza or serves our solutions, they are the most critical part of not just the trust, but the partnership with our customers. If that group isn't delivering and responsive and consistent and proactive, then somebody at a, at a customer level may decide to go to another place. So if I think about the partnership, it's how do we bring to that front line how important that partnership is that they have with the client, because that's the number one thing that if it's broken, we will not grow. Yeah. All this uh, pizza talk is starting to make me hungry. I'm, I'm curious how many <laughs> how many people we're gonna we're gonna influence into uh, getting pizza. Yeah, for we'll lunch have to today, do some so. sort of a Google Analytics on pizza sales a post podcast launch. Yeah, see if there's yeah. a spike. <laughs> so <laughs> absolutely. So Teresa, you, you kind of touched on something there that you know I think is important. You know when. When we're coming into these situations, um, we may not be the first PEO that they've dealt with, right? We may not be the first HR outsourcing in any capacity. So from a trust standpoint, how, how do you how do you go about kind of rebuilding trust that has possibly been broken by others or, you know, hey, let's let's say for nobody's perfect, right? Maybe maybe we've made a, a mistake in some capacity. How do you go about rebuilding that trust in that in that situation, in that partnership? Yeah, um, I think rebuilding trust in any relationship starts with being vulnerable. So being vulnerable that the trust has been broken. So whether it's us with our clients, but like you talked about even a prospect from a competitor sure. coming to us and wanting to talk, 
getting them to be vulnerable about what happened. You know, what happened to break your trust with your previous partner and what can we do to build trust as your partner? But if it's a current customer who has um, broken, we've broken trust with, you have to, in any relationship, just start with being vulnerable, opening up a dialogue, making sure you're being honest in that dialogue around what happened and get to a common understanding of what, what happened to break that trust. And a lot of times people assume there's a lot of assumption going on in that process that somebody knows why the trust was broken or somebody knows what happened without opening up that dialogue. It's hard to get back to that common understanding and say, okay, how are we going to repair going forward? And we build a new foundation from that. Once you have the vulnerability and you're honest, just like a human relationship, you know, a partnership, then you can start building a new foundation. But if you build that foundation and you break that trust again by either not delivering what you say you're going to deliver, you know, not being consistent in how you're going to deliver it, not being responsive in their specific needs, then that trust just keeps getting broken time and time again. And that's usually what ends the relationship. Yeah. So one of the the undercurrents or, or the the B statement, as we say that that we've aligned with partnership, is be collaborative. So when we sort of distill down partnership in all of its forms to its you know to its essence, the essential oil of partnership, we get be collaborative. So talk a little bit about collaboration and the role that that plays internally within the PEO organization, and then externally when we communicate with our clients. Yeah. So starting internally. As you all know, the acquisition of Oasis was the biggest acquisition Paychex had made. Yeah. So you now have, I'll call it a new family member that is unknown to you. Yes, one of and the 13 the, or one of the six, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I know how to be collaborative with six or five siblings and, and my husband's 12 siblings. So, you know, as you have that going on, it's all about, well, I have my norms and I have my ways of doing things and you have your norms and your ways of doing things and my way is better and your my way is better. It's no, we're, we're forging a new path and a new way. So how do you sit down again and be vulnerable and be honest and say, okay, here's how we did things. Here's how we did things. What is the best way going forward? I like to show a map um, uh, within our team that shows the paychecks map from a PEO standpoint and the journey they went through and the Oasis journey. And if you bring those two maps together, you have actually 14 different companies that have been formed to create what is the PEO at Paychex. Wow. Because each company, Paychex and Oasis, acquired companies along the way. So uh, the number 14 is interesting because when I talk about our family members, I'm used to working with 14 different families <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, so have a good family reunion with great food and great things to do. Yeah. But collaboration is about realizing, I always um, tell leaders when I develop them, Put yourself in their shoes before you even start thinking or talking to them about how you're going to try to sell them on an idea or something like that. So know where they came from and then you can be collaborative because if you go in with your way, you're going to just start right off with um, a defensive mechanism. But if you go in with, okay, if I were them, I probably feel this way. So how do I get them comfortable and start the collaboration process? So I guess we're down to pizza put yourself in their shoes and be vulnerable. I mean, I think, I think those are all very good tips. Yeah. And serve pizza when in doubt, serve pizza. 
Sort of it's a, it's a circle. You break it in pieces. It's it, pizza in itself is a partner of itself. There's slices. It's a it's a it's a good analogy. Now, if you eat a pizza by yourself, you're not collaborating. You're not. But if you have others uh, around the table eating the pizza with you, you're collaborating. Yeah, like it's kind of like sharing. We learned, that, we learned that in kindergarten. So good. I think you're on to something. That's a good note for me, especially. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat the whole pizza yourself. Let me just, what was yeah. that? Let me jot that down. Don't eat the whole pizza yourself. Don't eat the whole so, pizza. So, all right. So, Teresa, we want to, this has been such a good conversation. We want to close it off with some fun get to know you questions, some quick round robin style questions. You cool with that? Let's go. All right. I am. I love it. What is on the Carol road trip playlist, which is probably like a tour bus caravan yeah. with all of the family members, but what's on the Carol family road yeah. trip playlist? All right. So definitely eighties music. Do you know nice. some of the best eighties artists are gone? It's crazy. You know, Whitney Houston, oh. Prince, Michael Jackson, George yeah. Michael. It's, it's sad, but you still got to listen to them. They're all great. hundred percent. So eighties greats. We're country fans, so we tend to have the country station on or turn in some country music. But we are also island music fans. So oh, Jimmy a little Buffett, Jimmy Buffett, some Parrotheads. Yeah, like we, are, we are Parrotheads. Um, Bob Marley, love some Bob Marley. Love Bob Marley. So, Bob Marley was actually yeah. playing in the hospital when my daughter was born. That was not him personally, wow. obviously, but on the, the iPod, can which I, is very uh, good. Can I join the Carol uh, <laughs> road trip? I know. Can we, I think we could just blend in, in, Kevin. There's yeah. so many of them. Let's just kind of feed. We'll, we'll zip our method in to the we'll yeah. merge in and we'll be good. All right. What is your dream <laughs> vacation? All right. Well, the Bob Marley and Jimmy Buffett might have given it away. Definitely a beach and a tiki bar. All right. Okay. For sure. Relaxing, but also some fitness. Okay. So, you know, doing some hiking or some kind of fitness, but a lot of beach, a lot of tiki bar, and a lot of relaxing. I love it. Wherever that is, whatever country that is, whatever city that is, that's what we find. I love it. All right. What was the last book you read? This is a, a book that my daughter told me about again i learned so much from my children but it's called white fragility mm. and it's a book about why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism yeah great book yeah so and it will open your eyes if you read it it'll open your eyes around why it is so hard to talk about racism if you're a white person yeah so i encourage everybody to read it i love that and i love that that you're you're taking some uh, taking those notes from your kids and and having those two-way conversations i think that's awesome um, all right, last question. Greatest dynamic duo? Present company excluded. Of course. Right. Can't choose course. us. Yeah, you guys are exempt. It'll give my age away, but you know, I automatically think of Batman and Robin. And That's when you think of Batman and Robin, they can't do it without each other. They each have their own skills, their own strengths. And you know, who doesn't like a little holy knit one pearl two Batman? I mean, you gotta have somebody like that on your side. And then if I had to pick a second, it would be Thelma and Louise. Oh, okay. So Thelma and Louise would be my second. Yeah. Teresa, thank you so much for joining us. As we said at the top of the conversation, no one better to chat with us about partnership than you. And we, we appreciate you finding time to, to sit down with us and let us get to know you a little bit better. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you to you as a dynamic duo. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.